Welcome to the Curiosity in History, Philosophy, and Science podcast, a journey through time, thought, and discovery. I'm Janice, and in today's episode, we're exploring a thrilling triad of topics the Manhattan Project, NASA's space exploration, and the groundbreaking world of cancer research. How have these monumental endeavors shaped our world, and what can they teach us about the future of scientific discovery? Let's find out. Our story begins in the early 1940s. Amidst the turmoil of World War II, a secret project so monumental in its scope and ambition, it would forever alter the course of human history, the Manhattan Project. The roots of the Manhattan Project lie in the fear that Nazi Germany would develop nuclear weapons. Renowned physicist Albert Einstein and his colleague Leos Szilard penned the infamous letter to President Franklin D. Roosevelt, warning of this possibility and urging the United States to start its own nuclear research. This marked the beginning of an unprecedented scientific endeavor. The U.S. government, under Roosevelt's direction, launched the Manhattan Project, a secret and colossal effort to harness the power of the atom. The project was a marvel of science and engineering, bringing together some of the greatest minds of the time. J. Robert Oppenheimer, often called the father of the atomic bomb, led the project with military support from General Leslie Gro. They gathered a team of brilliant physicists, chemists, and engineers in remote locations like Los Alamos, New Mexico. But the Manhattan Project wasn't just a scientific challenge. It was also shrouded in ethical dilemmas. The development of the atomic bomb raised questions about responsibility of science and the devastating power of new technologies. Reflecting on this, Richard Feynman, one of the project's key scientists, once remarked on the profound collaboration involved. How many men can there be in the world? How many separate, independent thinking human beings who just happen to be working together? This highlights the extraordinary human collaboration behind such a monumental task. The project reached its climax on July 16, 1945 with the Trinity test, the first destination of a nuclear weapon. This event, followed by the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, showed the world the fearsome power of atomic energy. A short time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima and destroyed its usefulness to the enemy. That bomb has more power than 20,000 tons of TNT. Even more powerful forms are in development. It is an atomic bomb. It is a harnessing of the basic power of the universe. The force from which the sun draws its power has been loosed against those who went war to the Far East. We are now prepared to destroy, more rapidly and completely, every productive enterprise the Japanese have in any city. We shall destroy their docks, their factories, and their communications. Let there be no mistake, we shall completely destroy Japan's power to make war. It was to spare the Japanese people from utter destruction that the ultimatum of July the 26th was issued at Potsdam. Their leaders promptly rejected that ultimatum. If they do not now accept our terms, they may expect a rain of woe from the air 
the like of which has never been seen on this earth. Behind this air attack will follow sea and land forces in such numbers and power as they have not yet seen, and with the fighting skill of which they are already well aware. This ended World War II, but it started a new era, the Atomic Age, marked by the Cold War and the race for nuclear supremacy. From the ashes of war and the dawn of Atomic Age, humanity turned its gauge to a different frontier, space. The next chapter of our story takes us to the cosmos with the birth of NASA and the space race. In 1958, in response to the Soviet Union's launch of Sputnik, the world's first artificial satellite, the United States founded NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. This marked the beginning of a new era of exploration and competition, as the U.S. and USSR feared for dominance in space. NASA's early years were filled with milestones and challenges, from Project Mercury, which saw the first Americans in space, to the historic Apollo missions that eventually landed men on the moon, NASA pushed the boundaries of human potential and technological capability. The space race was more than a competition. It was a symbol of technological prowess and national pride. But like the Manhattan Project, it too had its ethical and philosophical questions. What was the cost of this race to space in terms of resources and human lives? And what was the ultimate goal of reaching beyond our planet? Reflecting on this, astronaut Neil Armstrong's iconic statement as he stepped onto the moon encapsulates the moment. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. A testament to our shared aspirations and human achievement that transcends all boundaries. The success of the Apollo missions culminating in Neil Armstrong's first steps on the moon in 1969 was a testament to human ingenuity and a moment of unity and all for people around the world. It was a giant leap for mankind opening the door to possibilities once thought to be the realm of science fiction. As we conquered space back on Earth, another frontier was being challenged, the fight against cancer. Unlike the explosive impact of the Manhattan Project or the spectacular missions of NASA, the progress in cancer research has been a slow, relentless battle against one of humanity's oldest and most formidable foes. Cancer, a disease as old as life itself, has always been a part of human history, but it wasn't until the 20th century that we began to understand it more deeply and develop effective treatments. Life began, so did cancer. Prehistoric animals have cancer. In humans, you can find signs of cancer in ancient specimens. Physician and scientist Siddharth Mukherjee calls cancer the emperor of all maladies in his Pulitzer Prize winning History of the Disease. Around 400 BC, Hippocrates, the Greek physician known as the father of medicine, is said to have first given it a name, Carkinos. 
Why was it chosen? Why that word? So the word comes from crab, um, and there was something about tumors as they sent their fingers or fingerlings into the body. They look like the legs of a crab sort of dug underneath the sand. But the earliest reference to cancer can be found about a thousand years earlier, here on this ancient Egyptian papyrus. As for treatment, it says, there is none. Mukherjee, who conducts research and treats patients at New York's Columbia University Medical Center, says by the beginning of the 20th century, X-ray technology would give rise to the very earliest form of radiation treatment. And the use of toxic chemicals to kill cancer cells, what's commonly called chemotherapy, was a 1940s development. The dream was to invent a chemical that would kill the cancer cell, but spare the normal cell. The problem is that cancers evolve out of normal cells. They are very close cousins. How can there be a war on something you can't name? Which brings us to 1971, when President Richard Nixon did, in fact, declare war on cancer. I sent a message to the Congress the first of this year which provided for a national commitment for the conquest of cancer. The war on cancer grew out of a particular optimism around cancer in the late 1960s, early 1970s. Remember, human beings had just walked on the moon. Why don't we kill cancer in 10 years? It was thought very doable. It turns out that optimism was premature. The 1971 National Cancer Act, often referred to as the War on Cancer, marked a significant commitment by the U.S. government to fund and support cancer research. This was a turning point leading to advancements in understanding the genetic basis of cancer, the development of chemotherapy, radiation therapy, and more targeted approaches like immunotherapy. What tells a cell to stop growing or start growing in the first place. The idea that sitting at the center of the puzzle was genes, that was a huge leap because all of a sudden you had a framework to understand cancer. Once researchers began to understand cancer's mechanism, more clues started to fall into place. And the Human Genome Project, completed in 2003, led to development of still more treatments, among them individually targeted immunotherapy techniques. And where are we in the timeline or the arc? The problem remains, how do you target, how do you kill the cancer cell while sparing normal cells? That was a puzzle in 1920, it was a puzzle in 1970, it's a puzzle in 2017. You have more tools now. Many, many more tools. In the realm of cancer research, it's the personal stories that often resonate the most. As one cancer survivor put it, every day is a gift. That's why they call it the present. These words echo the sentiments of millions whose lives have been touched by this disease and who find hope in the strides made through relentless research and innovation. The journey of cancer research is also a testament to the power of collaboration, public advocacy, and the critical role of funding. It's a battle fought not just in laboratories, but in the halls of government and in public awareness campaigns. The progress we see today is due to decades of dedication from scientists, doctors, patients, and advocates alike. 
As we reflect on these three monumental endeavors, it's clear that they are not just stories of scientific and technological triumphs. They are also narratives about society, about how we respond to challenges, allocate resources, and make ethical choices. The Manhattan Project, the space race, and cancer research have each, in their own way, transformed societies, influenced international relations, and shaped public policy. They have sparked debates on ethical responsibility, the role of government in science, and the impact of technology on humanity. Carl Sagan once said, Science is more than a body of knowledge. It's a way of thinking, a way of skeptically integrating the universe. This reminds us that at the heart of this endeavor lies the human spirit of inquiry and the relentless pursuit of understanding. As today's episode comes to a close, let's take a moment to appreciate not just the scientific advancements, but also the journeys, the human journeys behind them. The Manhattan Project, NASA's space exploration, and the fight against cancer are not just chapters in a history book. They are stories of human resilience, curiosity, and unquenchable thirst for knowledge. They remind us that in the face of the greatest challenges, humanity's greatest strength lies in our ability to come together and push the boundaries of what we believe is possible. Thank you for joining me on the Curiosity in History, Philosophy, and Science podcast. I hope today's journey through history, space, and the human body has left you inspired and curious. Until next time, keep looking up at the stars, questioning the world around you, and seeking answers to the impossible. Stay curious!